Next on BYU Sports Nation, an award-winning Wednesday. Name the best moment for BYU athletics over the last year. BYU basketball produced an unforgettable moment. Head coach Dave Rose will join us in Studio B to recap the season, Eric Mika's status, and change. Plus, a triple karma boost to beat Utah. Guard Young of BYU Gymnastics previews NCAA regionals and Tanner Mangum's spring football ranking. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We're doing it live. BYU Sports Nation, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, March 29th. Is that how I say it? Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. Thursday. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Cobalt Blue Tuxedo Man, Jerem Jordan. Tonight we're hosting the Y Awards for the third consecutive year. We're very excited about it. Um, we're going to roast everybody. No one's safe. It's very exciting. I am indeed wearing a Cobalt Blue Tuxedo. Boom, roasted. Boom, roasted. Yes. We'll just break Michael Scar and FBI. We'll be there too, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's at the Marriott Center. It's not on TV. Or the internet, so if you're local and you want to come, you can. It's open oh, to the public. Oh, there will be parts on the internet, Jerem. S- will there? Segments Seven, will hit Twitter. They haven't in the past. <laughs> 7.30 p.m. local time if you're around. Your cobalt blue tuxedo will make the internet. I can promise you that. Is this, co- am I, is this a preview? Is one of these cobalt? I can't no, your no? tuxedo's much louder than that shirt. Yeah. Well, I saw a picture of this <laughs> dude in it, and I was like, I want to be that guy when I grow up. <laughs> I'm not grown up, obviously. Oh, what are you wearing again? I'm classic. Remind me, classic black slim fit tuxedo. Okay, you you're you're the guy that wanted the cobalt blue. Uh, rumor has it Jamal Williams is showing up in pink. Okay, <laughs> and is anyone is surprised it, yeah, by this? Does that surprise anybody? No, no one's shocked. Yeah. Also, this even better than a cobalt blue tuxedo. A triple karma boost for BYU baseball against Utah last night. Listen to this. Of course, we had Brandon Anderson on the show yesterday. He scored two runs. And the karma manifests itself however it will, right? You can't control just how specifically it will manifest itself. But Brandon scored two runs. We saw Keaton Kringlin and Daniel Schneeman when we went to pick up our tuxedos and wished them the best and... In a way, oh, gave them some karma. Oh, oh, okay. What, what did they do? Kringlin goes two for three with two runs, three RBIs. Okay. Schneeman gets a hit, a run, and two RBIs. Oh, well, there you go. For the team, triple karma boost. How about that? Yeah, we wanted those guys to have the best of luck, and uh, it wasn't lucky. You know, it's skill met preparation, so I an opportunity. So, boom. Yeah, and if you're an athlete for BYU, beware. Nobody is safe tonight at the Y Awards with Jeremy and myself on the microphone. Tomorrow we're going to be in tuxedos on the show. That's the most exciting part. You get to show we're, up your tuxedo tomorrow. That's right. That's right. It will make the internet after all. You were right. And we'll have some of the winners from the Y Awards on tomorrow as well. So that'll be a fun show. Looking forward to that. Also, bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. With that triple karma boost in place, BYU baseball beat Utah 11-6 last night in Salt Lake City, led by Tanner Chauncey's three hits and three runs batted in. Keaton Kringlin, as we just noted, added a couple of hits, scored two runs, and he had three RBIs. The Cougars, well, they own the Utes in baseball recently. 
backed up by facts of truthful facts, otherwise known as our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU baseball has won five of the last seven versus Utah in the last three seasons. Cougars playing well against the Utes, and they did again last night. It was 7-6 going into the ninth, and BYU put up four runs and won 11-6. Cha-ching! Yeah! Yeah! BYU hosts St. Mary's tomorrow at 8 Eastern. You can watch that game live on BYU TV and listen on BYU Radio back in WCC play Booyah. after the short uh, trip to Salt Lake City. Football holds its penultimate, that is second to last, practice of the spring today. Head coach Kalani Sitake says he's ready to change the practices as needed based on the different players who come in. Uh, this fall camp will be diff- different than last year's fall camp. This season, off-season conditioning is different than last year's. and can't imagine doing the same thing every week and having the same practices all the time. Um, when you lose different players. The 15th and final practice for Satake and company is Friday, which is also alumni day, by the way. That's a big day for BYU football. This fall camp will be different because BYU has a clear starter at quarterback, right? They did last year as well. (laughs) Was it clear? Your boy told you at the beginning of camp last year that it was clear. Uh, Yeah, but still. Listen and you'll learn things. But still. Athlon Sports released its 1 through 131 starting quarterback rankings after spring ball. Tanner Mangum is number 31 on that list. Two BYU opponents have a quarterback listed higher than Mangum. Mississippi State quarterback Nick Fitzgerald ranked 15th. Wow. And Boise State quarterback Brett Rippon ranked 19th. But still, only two? So... LSU stinks at producing good quarterbacks. Wisconsin's quarterback typically isn't that great unless his name's Russell Wilson. Utah's not on that list. Uh, yeah, that's, I, I think it's pretty good. To, uh, it's, I don't know how much it means, but the fact that Tanner Mangum is number three on that list. If you have a better quarterback going into the game, you got a chance to win that game. By the way, so that's, a, that's a good thing. BYU an early 13-point underdog against LSU. Now, that game, that game is in the trenches and unique in that LSU has like 28,000 NFL players on its roster roughly. <laughs> but there's more than that, and like Aram. Wisconsin, yeah. Those are tough physical games, right? I, I like BYU physically against a lot of teams. LSU and Wisconsin is like, all right, we're going to have to bring it today especially. Yeah, if you want to know the NFL lore and history that a school like LSU brings. Just Google their NFL players. Yeah, if you don't know, then you got some reading to do. Yeah, maybe there are more than 28,000 NFL players with LSU background. Between now and the next thousand years? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And of course, uh, as we mentioned, the Y Awards are tonight. The Y Awards honored the best of BYU sports over the past year. The event's hosted by myself and you, Spencer, 730 in the Marriott Center. It's not on TV or online, so if you're local and you want to come hang out, You are welcome to come to the Marriott Center. It's going to be awesome. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Award-winning moments for BYU Athletics. Tonight marks the 14th annual Y Awards for BYU, a celebration of the top performers, performances, coaches, and moments over the last 12 months. Jeremy and I, for the third year in a row, back to host. This is our trilogy moment as MC Brothers. Yeah, we've got a lot of jokes about why we're back and who we're back like and <laughs> the cost associated with said 
and BYFF. We got a lot. Hey, the whole we do the show every day, so we got a lot of material on top of our head, right? That is our greatest advantage in hosting something like this because oh, we're we ready. do the show every day. Oh, we're ready. Yeah. And now we do the Y words every year. So it's going. It's fun. I can't wait for the night. In all seriousness, if you are in the area and would like to attend, be our guests. Free and open to the public. Seven thirty p.m. start the time. Pool right there. Yeah, you're yeah, welcome. Nice. Again, if Jerem wearing a cobalt blue tuxedo isn't enough for you, That's not then good enough for anybody. well, maybe it would just have to be the who's who of BYU athletics in attendance. There you go. And the top moments of the year celebrated, which leads us to our Twitter question of the day. What is your favorite BYU sports moment in the past year? Use hashtag BYUSN. At Jaker Kemp. Seeing Kalani's reaction to winning his first game as head coach. Mm. think that was the moment Cougar Nation started to love him. Oh, I think they loved him before that, but they, uh, they embraced him at a new level after that for sure, right? Yes, I agree with that. <laughs> What will happen in game number one in 2017, Jerem? Countdown to the Vikings. One, five, zero. 150. That's actually significant. 150, like a nice whole number there. Okay, now can, 150. We, can we put it on the back burner for a little while now? Yeah, that's the thing. Are, can we? Yeah, are we going to put it away? It was like, like at 100, I'm cool with bringing it back out. The new music made it exciting for a little while. Spring football's wrapping up. I think our motion graphics guy, Adam Forbes, and his crew were like, no, no, like we made it to be used This every took day. a lot of work. Yeah, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I wish you would. do it 100 more times. Come on. We could take a little break, yeah. right? Disrespect to Portland State. I wish it was LSU. It would, it would have a little more <clears throat> if it was LSU we were counting down to. Instead, it's... FCS School Portland State, probably live on BYU TV. Truth. It would have more oomph if it were it's, LSU, but... It, it is football season. That's exciting. But guess what? It is not football season. It is March 29th, people! It's a great thing that BYU's playing that game. I am so glad they have that game to warm oh, yeah, up oh, for I, LSU. Yeah, I am. That do, yeah, that doesn't mean it's not important for the whole season, yeah. but it's just not an exciting Truth. opener. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But it's a warm-up act. You need that. BYU hasn't we had, had one of those BYU, in a very long time. Maybe that will help BYU be more ready in September. We shall see. Anyway, Jerem, we just asked the Twitter question to all of BYU Sports Nation. What is your favorite BYU sports moment in the past year? Mine's clear. It's beating Gonzaga, the number one team. To me, that was the best moment in BYU sports. Football provided us with a lot of drama, and there were some really fun, awesome wins. But to me, the fact that BYU basketball went into Spokane and for a third year in a row beat Gonzaga, to me that was the most exciting, viral moment of BYU football or BYU sports in the past year. And that includes a lot of great, a lot of great things. Like I was at the men's volleyball final four. It was awesome to see them get to the title match. Had they won it? Maybe that would have competed. I still think that beating Gonzaga is the number one thing. BYU had never beaten number one. They went up there and did it. And, oh, by the way, Gonzaga's in the Final Four this year. We'll yes. always remember that game. Soak it in. BYU beat a Final Four team on their senior night. Three in a row in the kennel. Amazing. That was unbelievable. So immediately I agree. Hoops against Gonzaga was unreal. Such a validating win for this specific basketball team. That said, because, Jeremy, you've chronicled basketball, I'm going to give a very close second to BYU football against Arizona. I want to spotlight Arizona. this game. Arizona? 
It was the culmination of the most compelling offseason in BYU football history. The buildup to that game was unprecedented. 1954 was close, but yeah, I agree with no, you. No, and I, I get a hard time some, uh, from some people about using a word like unprecedented. It was the most compelling offseason in BYU football history. Is that the new word? Unprecedented? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But I can't remember a time where there was more new head coach, Kalani Satake. The Heisman Trophy winner, Ty Detmer, is back to run the offense. Tanner Mangum and Taysom Hill, quarterback competition. Jamal Williams is coming back. And then you go down to the wire in an NFL stadium in your opening game and 18-year-old kicker who has never attempted green cleats. a collegiate kick with lime green cleats on because he wasn't issued team cleats yet, comes in and calmly knocks through a 33-yard field goal. His first collegiate attempt, he becomes an overnight folk hero, Jake Oldroyd, BYU beats Arizona 18-16. There was a moment in that game, Ty Detmer comes over to Jake during the timeout before the kick. He's got a huge smile on his face, gives him a five, pat on the butt, and just in that moment I was like, I, that's the guy I want running the offense. I mean, just calm, like, hey, this is fun, right? It took us a few games to actually feel that way, but yeah, I agree with you. You know what I mean? Like, there was a warm-up period there. BYU figured it out, was able to actually, you know, score some points and, and endured a one and three start. It was a little rough, but I, I think we all liked the direction it went. And nine wins was really good. I wouldn't have picked Arizona, but, but I, I feel you on the payoff of the offseason. Oh, the culmination. Toledo, that- to me, was the best game. Mississippi well- State was a fun finish. Toledo was fun, yeah. but Arizona, game number one in the Kalani Satake era. That was such an exciting moment for all of BYU football. Ex- and, th- and that was favorite moment. That's the preface. Celebration from Kalani and crew. We'll give you more of the top moments from within BYU sports over the last year coming up. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Send in your top moments. We'll get to those. Up next... The man, Dave Rose, head basketball coach at BYU in studio to recap this last season. And we'll probably talk a little bit about that Gonzaga win, right? And maybe Eric Mika. Uh, Oh, okay. Your next job is our priority. (laughs) What company? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, what are you doing on Saturday morning, Jerem? Uh, I'm going to watch LDS General Conference, Spencer. Before that? Before that, we have the pregame show. We're going to tell you who's in, who's out, who's day-to-day, who's a game-time decision uh, for General Conference speaking there. <laughs> It's the General Conference pregame show. BYU Sports Nation will be live at 11 a.m. Eastern time. We will get you ready. And some people don't feel that that's the kind of programming that they want to get ready. It's too bad. We're going to do it 11 a.m. Eastern time Saturday. (laughs) Deal with it. Yeah. Get in your pajamas, cook some pancakes, whatever, man. At least there's not an 8-15 kick for a football game the night before, right? Yeah, in the fall, that's the 
fun part. Typically what happens. Yeah. No, we love that show. Our Twitter question today, what is your favorite BYU sports moment in the past year? Jerem brought up Toledo and BYU and Jamal Williams broke that record. That was an 8-15 kick. Gonzaga basketball is my answer, though. But his answer is Gonzaga basketball. At DevinCK22 says, Ashley Hatch hatch trick against the reigning national champion Penn State on the road for the win. That really got women's soccer rolling this season, got them into the top five. And she was the number two pick. Overall in the yeah. NWSL, awesome. pretty impressive. Joining us now in Studio B, the head basketball coach at BYU, Dave Rose. Coach, uh, what are you doing on Saturday morning other than watching BYU Sports Nation before uh, LDS General Conference? No, I will not be a part of that pregame <laughs> show. And good luck. One of our highest rated shows. Do, do you have uh, do you have like information so you know exactly? Yeah, the we're schedule? like Elder Dallinay chokes. Like, got an no, yeah. no, no. We'll discuss sports. Do you, do you give any type of uh, sports background from each of the brethren? Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. When <laughs> when Elder Worthen was around, it was like, yeah, he was a good running back. You know, four eight speed. Well, you know uh, that Elder Holland played at played basketball at Dixie College. You know, he's when, a, he's a Dixie guy. And Elder Bednar, I believe, yeah. played quarterback. So right? you should really get into that. We would, but we were told not to. So. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my well, goodness. Well, we've been talking about why awards are tonight. You going tonight? I'm leaving for the Final Four. You, actually, that's right. You are. You told me. The coaches' convention. The yeah. hosts are great. You're going to miss a lot. Um, so, our Twitter <laughs> questions What's your favorite BYU sports moment in the past year? We're going to kind of live that up tonight. For me? Is that what you're asking me right BYU now? Yeah. Sports. Just any, yeah. any moment. You know, I was in here when you were talking about the, um, the field goal, to, you know, from Oldroyd to win, win that game. And that, that was. I remember how excited I was, you know, watching that game, and it was almost surreal that that's how it, you know, <laughs> turns out. But uh, um, you know, being at at the Gonzaga game and and being able to, you know, get that win, that was. I mean, I, I think that for us as a program and our team, every team you want you have, you want to do something really special, uh, and you know, you, there's there's. You know, teams that got that first NCAA win after 18 years, team that got the Sweet 16 first time in 30 years. I mean, there's things that every team does that you just kind of hang on to. And the fact that this team was able to beat the number one team uh, in the country uh, on their home floor and they were undefeated. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that uh, goes into that thing. But this group of guys will always be able to to have that as uh, something that was a great accomplishment. And now this team's you know, they haven't lost since. They're in the Final Four. You hope to get them there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, that loss really, you know, when you, when you watched them play that next game, that's the stuff that everybody's going through in December and in January, and they didn't experience until the last week of February. Wow. And that first game in the WCC tournament, they were trying to find themselves. Well, they found themselves now, and they're on a pretty good run. You know. So if Gonzaga wins the national championship, you need to call Mark Few, who I know your coach will be like, hey, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome, brother. Welcome no, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking it. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm going to thank him for what he's done for our league. I mean, we haven't, sure. had, a, we haven't had a guy in, in, in the you know, Final Four since 1957 from the wow. WCC. San Francisco. And so that would be my lifetime. Uh, I was born in 1957. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. And the final four was before my birthday, so basically this is <laughs> the first time in my lifetime yeah, yeah. that someone from the WCC has been in the final Pretty four. Pretty crazy. And hopefully we can, you know, kind of uh, 
keep that going. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Dave Rose with us in Studio B. You've had, obviously, a couple of weeks to reflect on the entire season, not just individual wins and those, those peak moments, but how would you best describe the 2016-2017 BYU basketball season overall? Well, it was a challenge, a real challenge. I think... Uh, you know, when, when you deal with, we knew that, you know, as a young group and we we're going to try to put it together and be as consistent as possible, a talented young group. And uh, I, I think what we got was, you know, we got really great entertainment on certain nights, but we didn't get a real consistent product throughout the whole year. And, uh, you know, a lot of that is based on, you know, kind of the use of the group, uh, you know, injuries. You never can really predict how that uh, comes out. But, uh, you know, I think that biggest challenge with this group was the lack of depth uh you know up and down that roster to be able to overcome all the issues that we had but for you know that being said uh, uh you know a, a great year for um you know guys being able to develop get a lot of time um we put a lot of these players in situations that no other player in the history of BYU basketball over 100 years of basketball uh, were put in, and I think they uh, performed pretty well in those situations. It, it pretty tough. And you're referencing starting no juniors and seniors at some point, which is pretty crazy. After the UT Arlington game, you talked about needed change in the offseason. Have you started to answer any of the kind of direction you want to go with change? Absolutely. With our staff and with uh, with our players, you know, our players have got – we had a two weeks extra – uh, off time, you know, before the end of the semester because of, uh, of getting beat early. Last year we got beat last night, you know, and uh, uh, the, the Monday night at, at the end, uh, Tuesday night at the NIT. So we had a little extra time, and the guys have actually started back with some individual workouts, uh, getting in the weight room, and we made a lot of adjustments in those areas for the guys, and, uh, and it'll just continue that way because I, I just really feel like um, – you know the, the the group that we have returning is in a position to where they can handle uh, you know more of what we want to give them, and it seems like the last three or four years we we have so many th- new guys that we're always starting at the same spot. I think we're starting at a different spot, which will allow us to do a lot more things, which I think will really pay off in the long run. Were expectations too high for this group, or did injuries just throw that? Out of sync. Well, I don't. I don't ever, you know, want to get involved with, you know, trying to educate the public or expect internal expectations are what they are. And the bottom line is, is that I think everybody was excited to get this group together. Um, if, if if anybody wants to be disappointed with something or someone. Uh, because of the season, that they need to be disappointed with me because I put these guys in a position that was unique. Uh, they needed, you know, young guys in this spot with all those expecta- expectations. And you look at all the young teams right now with one weekend left to play basketball. All the young teams are home watching. The teams that have got experience and the teams that have got upperclassmen and juniors and seniors on the roster, they're the ones that are still playing. People don't understand that. They just think you can throw a lot of these guys in this situation. That this is a different world that we're living in, and. Uh, uh, you can't compare them to, you know, guys that played here 20 years ago because their pressures 20 years ago are so different than today's pressures. I'd like to see Danny Ainge play here in social media. I'd like to see when Danny Ainge bit Tree Rollins' fingers in the NBA. <laughs> you know, 
deal with that. I mean, it, no, no, we're talking about serious things. I yeah. think people are really hard on these kids, oh, it's and they need to get off their backs because these kids are working hard and they're playing hard. And if they got a beef with something, come after me because I'm the one that put them in that place. I'm the one that said, you know, to where we we didn't have the experience on our roster, and so these young guys got put out there. But I'm excited to get them back, and when we get them back, you're going to see a you know a really uh, a real payoff from what they went through this year. Without question, the last eight to ten years with the influx of social media, it has made your job and your players' jobs entirely different, and uh, it's tough to to manage all of that. Well, you know, the, the the most important thing for me with these guys is obviously success. We want to be really successful with our teams and win and move on. But I want these guys to have fun and enjoy this. And I think that a lot of that this year uh, for these guys, you know, that 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 enjoyment was kind of taken out of it. And and they just felt a lot of undue pressure. You know, these guys should go out there, get the game plan and then have uh, a really good time executing. And I think sometimes this year, especially, they just they felt a lot of, uh, you know, criticism from people that. I um, don't really have any idea what is going on and, and, and the pressures that it takes to be a student athlete, to be a young student athlete, to be in really tough uh, core requirement classes as a freshman and a sophomore. Uh, a lot of reasons juniors and seniors are better. The classes aren't quite as hard, you know, when you get to be a junior and senior. And a junior and senior, those classes are way more of your interest and what you really want to study. Those prerequisites and a lot of those general education classes, especially here at BYU, brutal. they are brutal, and they take a lot of time. And I think the only people, all they care about is the two hours that they see them on TV. And there's a lot going on, and we put these guys, and I think every one of them wanted it. They all want to play when they're young, and they all want to have that experience. But uh, I'm excited to to get on to the next page, and and, and the, the the most important thing for me is that the majority of them are back, and we finally can start at a different place than we've started at the last few years. Eric Mika has put his name into the NBA draft. You've dealt with this situation before. Had a guy leave early. Trent placed it. Uh, Jimmer tested the waters after junior. TJ Jonathan Tavernari, others. What's it like as a coach? Because you want him to succeed, yet you're probably a better team with Eric Mika on the roster next year. Yeah, and, and I, I just believe that those things will work out. And uh, if uh, if Eric gets the feedback that he wants and keeps his name in there, then I think that's going to be uh, really good for our program because that's what kids want. I, I think there was a time uh, in college basketball where kids were born to play. They, they were born and said, I want to play at the University of Kentucky or I want to be at BYU. or That, that day's gone. They will. They they're born to play for the Clippers or for the Jazz. I mean, these are these these guys, especially the high end guys. They're they're NBA guys. I kind of feel in some ways like I did when I was at Dixie at a junior college. That I know all these guys didn't grow up wanting to be at Dixie. <laughs> they grew up wanting to be have a Division One scholarship, and they all came through. And you know, all fourteen or fifteen roster guys every year wanted a Division One scholarship, and that's pretty similar to what it is now. These kids all want to play in the NBA, and they want to see what uh, the NBA thinks of them. And I think with Eric, especially this year, the feedback was there were a few teams that definitely want to see him, 
want to talk to him. And the only way that you can go through that process is to put your name in and make yourself eligible, and then you can go out and talk to the teams that want to talk to you, get the feedback, and then figure it out. But it is difficult. We got till May 24th for him to keep, keep his name in or pull his name out. And in that time, you're, you're kind of in a little bit of a limbo because you're going to keep that scholarship for him if he decides to return. Um, and then if you, you know, if he doesn't return, then, you know, you, you, you make changes and plans and that kind of just adds one more, uh, you know, kind of situation with our players of guys coming on missions, going off missions, you know, leaving, going, coming, and now you got an NBA situation involved. And so our roster, uh, is, is really difficult to put together every year, but I'm excited about next year's roster just because there is the majority of the guys returning. The amount of stress that a head coach goes through at the collegiate level, whether it be football or basketball or baseball, uh, is tough to comprehend unless you are in it. And so I know you worry a lot about your guys having fun and you want them to enjoy the experience. How do you balance that for you and your staff? Yeah, you know, I think every year is different. I think you you get uh, energy from certain players sometimes. I think you get energy from some teams. Like this team was so close and so tight together. I think that the experience that they had in the summer uh, coming back and all being new and being together and as hard as that was, that uh, eight-week eight, eight training session that we had during the summer, this was a, such a tight-knit group off the team. It didn't always show on the floor. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's the team that actually uh, played the most fluid together as a group, but off the floor might be the the best group of guys, uh, and you can ask every one of them to a man that they, they just love each other. They they had a, a, a great experience as a team off the floor, and uh, so you can get a lot of energy from that. And I think that every year is different, but uh, you know, for me, it's it's the the actual. The, the, the players being able to kind of reach their goals and reach their potential. And uh, I, I think that there's a, there's a much tougher fight with that now because there's so many avenues for them to get feedback. And most of the people that want to talk, they don't want to talk about the good things. They always want to talk about the challenging things or the difficult things. And uh, so I, I think that's where a lot of our energy as our staff this year will be uh, to you know, help these, these guys enjoy what they're doing. What's the latest on Zach Selyus? Uh, Zach's returned home from his mission. He's had some real shoulder issues. Uh, he's been to the doctor, seen the doc, and uh, it's not going to require surgery, but he'll be in a pretty intense rehab situation for the next two or three months. Uh, we expect him to enroll in June uh, with the team and, uh, and be on, you know, finish his three years here. So, so he'll, he'll be on the team this fall? Yeah, we're looking forward to that. What kind of impact will that have on, I don't know, let's say his three-point shooting game? <laughs> yeah, the well, I mean, the, the, tricky, the, right? the most important thing is for him to get healed, you know, and to be able to uh, return to, uh, you know, that, that, the, the, just the physical form that he, he, he was before he left. And, um, and it's, a, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing when you, when you kind of incur an injury and you're trying to, you know, manage so many different things. And I think that Zach just kind of compartmentalized this and said, listen, we go home, I'm going to get this healed, and then let's, you know, move on and continue with my career. And, uh, you know, we expect him to be, you know, a big part of uh, the success of next year's team, uh, just like he was, you know, a year ago on, on – uh, you know, when, when he was a freshman, he had a great freshman year. And we had a lot of guys who had great years. Nick Emery had an unbelievable year as a sophomore, and a lot of people I know are kind of disappointed in him. But you look at what he's done in his two years here, he's on track to shatter all kinds of records in a 108-year 
you know, 10 years, however long we've been playing basketball at BYU. So there's a, and TJ Haas had a great freshman year. And um, so there, there's a lot, should be a lot of excitement uh, about these guys returning and, and, and being better and, and having a great year. You're heading out to the, uh, to Phoenix for the final four, the coaches convention and everything. What do you hope to accomplish this week? <laughs> Just get through it. I mean, it's <laughs> the warm weather. The, the, there's, yeah, the, the, the weather's nice, and, and it's fun to see you know a lot of your you know good friends and kind of reminisce about everybody's challenge. One thing you do come home from the Final Four realizing that you're not the only guy that's fighting this fight. I mean, there's uh, every every coach in every city and every school is. Uh, you know, trying to get the very most out of their kids and get the best players they can and, and get them to be as, as good as they can and then go recruit the best players they can. So, um, but, you know, I, the, the, I sit on a couple, two or three boards and we've got board meetings and then there's some appearances that we do for sponsors. Uh, um, then, we, you know, we'll go, go to the games and, and watch the games. And, and actually, you know, this year has got a, obviously a, a real interest in the game. I'd love to see our league continue to keep playing. Any five slamma jamma documentaries you know, that you're required to be in this year? Know, I, I've actually, I've actually, one of those, uh, the, the North Carolina State was when the Final Four was in New Orleans. That's where we actually taped that um, that film uh, for that series. But uh, no, we had five slamma jamma reunion last year in Houston when we were there. So we're we're not. Uh, I'll see some five slamma. There's a couple guys in the media that were on our team, but uh, for the most part, this will be. Um, the Division One head coaches meeting on Friday is always it's a two three hour meeting that is interesting to see what the the real hot topics are for the the next, the next coming season. But uh, um, it's it's an interesting four or five days that's for sure. You get a lot of FaceTime, and rightfully so, Coach. <laughs> well, well, we have a Faisalama Jamma joke in the Wire Awards tonight, so we'll have to play you the. Okay. It's actually a video. We'll play it back for you later. All right. I'd like to see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the meantime, we did find some grass in the back of your practice facility that we have uh, played catch the, on. The oh, really? Down below. Like past Terry's office down there? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what we need to do is put in a work order to get some type of protection for the glass. <laughs> We don't Wild want the, we, we don't and, want the yeah. glass broken. Yeah, yeah that brand new building. We're, oh. Yeah, we're we're being very careful. Yeah. Okay. But if it's Terry's office, you know what? Coach, great to talk to you. Uh, have a good time in Phoenix. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, Coach. thanks guys. Dave Rose with us on BYU Sports Nation, recapping a very eventful 2016-2017 basketball season. Up next on BYUSN, recap of your headlines plus big deal, no deal. Tanner Mangum's four interceptions during the spring scrimmage. Is everybody freaking out? And a baseball time change. We'll tell you when tomorrow's game is. There you go. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. We just talked to the head basketball coach, Dave Rose. Great news. Who said... One, Zach Selyus is going to be on the roster for BYU basketball this fall. He will undergo some significant rehab. It will not require surgery on his shoulder, which he had to return home early from his mission for, but he will be a part of the BYU basketball team this fall. That's That's huge. That's huge news. You never want a guy to have to come home early from his mission for any reason, right? But his shoulder is bad enough to where he's back. He'll undergo intense rehab. So that's always a little tricky. He's not going to be the same shooter initially, right? He shot 50% his freshman year, which is nuts. So Dave also addressed the expectations 
and kind of the reaction towards the guys, he was pretty fired up. So and if it, you missed that interview, you need to watch it. He, Go had, back and watch he it. had his Mike Gundy moment from Oklahoma State, right? Blame me. If there's anyone to blame, blame me. That's what he said. Except it wasn't outlandish. I'm say, a man! Yeah, he didn't. I'm, yeah, I'm 40! Yeah. <laughs> Gundy was 40 when he said that? So young. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, I know it. Uh, we do have one note to bring up. There is a program change for BYU's baseball game against St. Mary's tomorrow. The first pitch, because of weather, has been moved up to 4 p.m. Eastern, 2 Mountain. It will still air live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain time start for the series opener against St. Mary's for the Batcats of BYU baseball. All right, with that in place, it's time that we play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big Deal, No Deal. Tanner Mangum's four INTs during the spring scrimmage. It makes me... It makes you a little nervous. It's just one game. It was wet. I go no deal. No deal. But compounded with kind of the way he played last year in the new offense, and sometimes it's like, I don't think we saw the same guy from 2015 to 16. So I'm, I'm hoping in 2017 we see the same this fall. We see the 2015 Tanner Mangum. It's no deal. It was the spring scrimmage. By nature, he's going to feel a little bit more ambitious in those moments. They want to let it fly a little bit. Ty Detmer told us that, and it's raining it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It'll be a big deal if, if he, he does it against four, Portland State. If he threw four touchdowns, it shouldn't matter by the same logic. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No question. Number two. Speaking of Tanner, big deal, no deal. Athlon Sports ranks Mangum as the 31st best spring quarterback in college football. I say I, I, I like the background you've set up for yourself back there, Ben. That looks that is, nice. That it's, my, nice. It's, my, it's my cub house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that this is... Uh, it's it's no deal because in college football you are generally your team is as good as your quarterback right yeah. and and right now I think BYU is probably somewhere in the thirty to thirty five range in terms of like the best college football teams in America. You so, can still be good and not have a good quarterback. You need other parts. You know what I mean? If, if you have an elite part, defense and line and running back and LSU is that case, I, I'll go no deal because my act- expectations were that Tanner Mangum would be like top 30, 30. Yeah, yeah. It's so not a surprise. No deal because yeah. no it's good. not a surprise. He's good. He's good. He's good. We've agreed on the first two. This is, ugh, we're off to a bad start here. Number three. Big deal, no deal. The discrepancy on Matt Bushman's roster heights and weights comparative baseball football. Listen yeah, we to need this. to break it down first. Listen to this. Here we go. The baseball roster, Matt Bushman is listed at 6'5", 225 pounds. Okay. Taller, leaner. Football, 6'4", 230 pounds. Shorter and heavier. No deal. It's only one inch and five pounds. Five pounds is nothing. One inch is nothing, too. It's not two or three inches, not 10 or 15 pounds. Nothing. No deal. Is this... I'm going to use the word unprecedented again, Jerem. We're going to agree on every big deal, no deal today. This is no deal. If it were like 15 pounds I, and 2 inches, I'm uncomfortable. Then okay. We need, we need new questions. This, is, time, this okay? is no deal. <laughs> it's a big deal that we agreed on all three. Yeah. That's the big deal. Nailed it. Lights oh. out. Finally, you're saying things that are wise. You agree with me, Jerem. I'll well, be wise. What more welcome. can I say? Welcome, my friend. Welcome. What's your favorite BYU sports moment in the past year? Maybe BYU Gymnastics hit it when they put up their best score in 10 years. The head coach, Guard Young, is going to join us Hits and sticks, bro! Big Deal, No Deal on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Brady Industries. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. 
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Also a special on Saturday morning. That's right, 11 a.m. Eastern time. We will be live Saturday. We jokingly call it, well, it's serious now, I guess, a, uh, the General Conference pregame show here on BYU TV. Uh, we'll get you ready for that with sports content, and then you can actually have uh, quality, meaningful content in your life after that. What is your favorite <laughs> BYU sports moment in the past year? At L underscore Moss underscore Micah says, Tanner Baldery's ping-pong catch against Wyoming to bail the other Tanner out and Kai's interception, silling the dill. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Spencer and Ben Bagley approved. The points. Hashtag Hey, Davis you can't County do that anymore. North. I corrected that in the first six months of this show. Yeah, two years. But yeah, it was, you did really well. You did really well. What? Oh, my goodness. Feel still. At least it's not milk and pillow. That would be bad. bad. Joining us now in Studio B, the head coach of BYU Gymnastics, Guard Young Guards. Good to have you back, Guard. And a big week for you. Holy cow. Yeah, tomorrow. Going up to Seattle. So any Cougar fans up in that area, come on out. Go support gymnastics at the NCAA Regionals on Saturday, and uh, we're going to do our best to give you the proper send-off tonight at the Y Awards. Your team has been really fun to watch, especially this last half of the season, uh, but we do need some advice from you because you're, you're good at that. You're a head coach. What would you tell us so that we can hit and stick yes. our performances tonight at the Y Awards? Yes. Uh, well, it starts with uh, the preparation and the training. So Uh-oh. hopefully the preparation and training <laughs> has been there. And then you just have to, you know, what I tell my girls, take advantage of the opportunities when they present themselves. We will do that. So, there, Guard. You go, there you go, Jerem. All, yeah, we will take advantage. Jerem's got a cobalt blue tuxedo, so he'll yeah. be looking very flashy. Are you dressing up tonight? No. <laughs> you don't have to. Oh. You do not have to. I, 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 not I like wearing question. shorts and a T-shirt to work. So Are I, you going to do that tonight? No. That would be funny. <laughs> My wife that would, would be not funny. be very happy with me. Yeah. Oh. Hey, uh, congratulations, uh, all joking aside, on uh, making NCAA regionals in Seattle. Uh, what do you think of your seeding with the top seed Oklahoma, but then Kentucky, Washington, Utah State, and Stanford? Uh, well, I mean, we match up well with all those teams. Um, you know, Utah State, you know, we were neck and neck with them throughout the year. We've seen them a couple times. Uh, Stanford's, you know, had a bit of a struggling year, so you just never know who's going to show up uh, on that team. Um, you know, Washington, I think clearly is that favorite number two, just because they're hosting and you always kind of get a little bit of a bump when you're hosting. So it'd be kind of fun to be a part of that mix, to, to watch what unfolds. Um, you know, being, being where we're at, we're going, you know, Oklahoma is, is uh, clearly a, a favorite, uh, being the number one seed, but then you have a number twelve and number thirteen seed that we're matching up against versus a number five or a number six seed. So I like our chances. Oklahoma's a one seed, and you used to coach there. Is it like do you say do you, do you give them a hard time before the match? There's trash talk and gymnastics. Like, hey, what's up? Don't don't slip on the bars. It's never been the same without me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're great coaches. Uh, their teams work really hard. I learned a lot being there, watching them. Uh, we're just trying to capitalize on maybe some of that sooner magic that they have a little bit. Boomer sooner, man. Will the wagon come in? Does it like did it like lead you out at meets? 
no, not the meats. <laughs> not the meats, but uh, they every football game, that's, that was a big deal. Oh, yeah. How do you gauge success for such a young yet capable team in a setting like this, Coach? Um, we are a young team. Um, you know, we don't lose a single routine from, you know, our end-of-season lineups. We got, you know, 11 freshmen coming in, so... Holy shnikes! You know, uh, it, we better have a good summer. You know, girls are going to be fighting for roster spots and, and positions, you know, and lineups, and, you know, we'll just kind of let the chips lay as they are. We're trying to get through this weekend first. Obviously, we're not looking ahead, but but I think the future for, you know, Cougar Gymnastics is, is real bright. I think your summer motto is hags, right? Have a great summer. I think that's what, yeah, let's have a great summer. Let's come back. Let's get her done. You had two 196-plus performances in the middle of the year, which one of those was the highest score in like 10 years. Good coaching? Is that what it was? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, take, take the credit. credit for that. Take no. the credit. You know, it's just to get these girls uh, doing what they're capable of doing. I mean, we all have tunnel start values, you know, just like the other teams, and it just needs to all come together. You know, what I tell these girls, one event at a time, one routine at a time. You know, our goal is 24 hits, and, and there's 18 sticks, so 18 sticks. That's, that's kind of our goal. You and I were talking, I think it was after the Arizona meet, Coach, and we sat and just conversed about your team and life in general for about an hour, and uh, you told me about an epiphany that you had to kind of change the training pattern that you have for your team midseason, which is not something that you generally would do, but it, it paid off in a big way. What exactly did you change to, uh, to mix things up? Well, I just kind of felt like, you know, in the gym, they did really well. And then we would go to these meets and we would have, you know, that one event where we're just kind of a slip up. You know, you don't miss by much. You miss by, you know, half of an inch. That's the difference of catching that bar or not catching the bar, staying on the beam or not staying on the beam. And so for me, it was just teaching these kids you know, how to hit as a unit. You know, they were hitting individually. It's an individual sport, but it's a team score. And so we just kind of said, you know what, let's just teach these kids how to hit. We're going to go with the lineup, and they better hit, or we're going to hit the reset button and make them start over again. So they could go all the way down to number five or number six, and if there was a mess up, oh, going back to number one again, and let's start over. And uh, it was rough at first, but I think they worked through it. And not, what I really like is is when there is a mistake, that they don't get flustered. It's like, okay, we've seen this before. We've had the first girl or two miss, and we can come back from that. And so we, that's the stuff we've done in the training, and I think it's paid off in dividends while in competition. And you've played some ranked teams that were really good, right? Utah, Iowa, Arizona, Southern Utah. So how, how did those meets in particular maybe prepare your team for the NCAA regionals? Yeah, like I said, I think, you know, hanging with some of these teams, you know, we beat uh, Southern Utah uh, at home. Um, We beat Arizona. Um, We hung with Iowa. They're ranked, I think, 13th or something in the country. And so, you know, they'd hit a great routine and we'd hit a great routine. So I think that that's that's a little bit of confidence is starting to come and creep in and into the program. Like, hey, we, we can hang with these teams. Guard Young with us of BYU Gymnastics. Let's give you uh, and your team some BYU Sports Nation karma as you go to uh, NCAA Regionals. Yeah, Take good care luck of business. Seattle. And we're waiting for the Hits and Sticks t-shirts, by the way, whenever those come out. Because right. we know that'd be legit. Yeah. But we wouldn't go I think, matching I think them. We, I think we got something with the Hits and Sticks. So, yeah. So anyways. Yeah. I'd trademark it quick if I was you. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds of dollars, huh? Dozens of tens of dollars, guard. Oh, good, good stuff. Congratulations on your success this season. It's been exciting to watch. We'll see you at the Wild Woods.
Why awards tonight? Yeah, let's party like BYU does. All right, tonight. I'm thinking Dumb and Dumber, blue and orange <laughs> throwback tuxedos. I got with cobalt, canes. cobalt blue. He's cobalt no blue. I I went more traditional though. I I couldn't do it. I'll let Jerem. I'll let him we've, do that. We've been called Beavis and Butthead before, so <laughs> yeah, that's another one. <laughs> oh, you put up with a lot. You coaches put up with a lot with us. So uh, he has back. eleven freshmen coming in. He's <laughs> yeah. ready, yeah. and he he wants it. It's great, Coach. It's thanks like, again for yeah. the time. All right, guys. All right. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, more of your favorite BYU sports moments in the past year, celebrating the Y Awards tonight. Also, the Cougar Whip Round, including a triple karma boost to beat Utah, and news about Zach Selyus. If you missed it, holy cow! Air Lars. It's a great Twitter handle. It really is. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to our guests today, Dave Rose and Guard Young. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. It was loaded. Yeah, especially Dave Rose. A lot of news there. We'll get to that uh, here in a second. Future guests include some of the Y Awards winners from tonight's show, which we're hosting 7.30 p.m. If you want to go to that, you can. It's free. Not on TV, not online. Plus our general conference special Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. we got a lot going on this week, man. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Zach Selyus will play on this year's team. That according to Dave Rose earlier on BYU Sports Nation. That's big news. If you missed that interview, a lot to talk about with Dave Rose. Download the podcast. Baseball. BYU beat Utah 11-6 last night in Salt Lake City, led by Tanner Chauncey's three hits and three runs batted in. Keaton Kringlin also had two hits and two runs. Cougars host St. Mary's tomorrow at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain. That's a time change on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Football. The Cougars hold its penultimate uh, practice of spring today. Head coach Kalani Stockett says he's ready to change the practices as needed based on the different players who come in. Also, the 15th and final practice of spring ball Friday, which is also alumni day. Athlon Sports released its 1 through 131 starting rankings. Tanner Mangum, number 31 on the list. Two BYU opponents have a quarterback listed above Mangum. Mississippi State quarterback Nick Fitzgerald, number 15, and Boise State quarterback Brett Rippon, ranked 19th. And an early line on the LSU game. BYU a 13-point underdog. Cougars in the draft. Jamal Williams, a third-round pick in Sports Illustrated's latest NFL mock draft. SI has Williams being drafted 95th overall by the Carolina Panthers. Athletics News. BYU holds Daniel Y Awards tonight. As mentioned, the Y Awards honor the best BYU sports over the past year. The event will be hosted by the two of us. Yeah! It's 7.30 in the Marriott Center. The public is welcome to the event. Tennis. Keaton Cullimore and John Pierce are the week's, this week's WCC Doubles Team of the Week. The duo beat the number one ranked San Diego team 6-2 oh, nice. in a match last week. Track and field. Men and women start competition today at the Texas Relays in Texas. Austin. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Jerem? BYU Baseball. Anytime you beat Utah, that is of note, right? And BYU Baseball has won 5 of 7. They had a fantastic game last night. Won 11 to 6. Congrats to the Batcats. What is your favorite BYU sports moment in the past year? That's our Twitter question of the day. Our elite tweet of the day is from at Greg Rosenhan. Punting, kicking, and loving every day by Johnny Linehan. Hashtag uh, Kiwi Cowboy. That was the elite tweet? The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Really? That was your favorite moment? That was your favorite moment. The sad, sad life. <laughs> the camera just, operator caught the football, so the camera moved. <laughs> For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Brian Lake. We'll see you tomorrow. Y Awards! Or tonight at the Y Awards. Woo!